What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Week 14 NFL edition of Picks and Previews and Analysis for every game on the scorecard this week. I'm Cody Johnson here, hoping to have some of my buddies on the show today, but looking like we're not going to have them, unfortunately. But I'm here and ready to give you my thoughts and ideas and picks for all the games in the NFL this week. Uh, afterward, we might we will go over some of the college football headlines from the day before. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the games. First game on the board, the 4-8 Houston Texans travel north to Chicago to play at Soldier Field against the 5-7 Bears at 1 o'clock on Sunday on CBS. The Texans had their two-game losing streak snapped and have dropped to 4-8 this season despite the great play from quarterback Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is second in the league, only behind Patrick Mahomes in passing yards, which is pretty incredible considering the lack of talent he has to work with this season. Houston is averaging 24 points a game. Meanwhile, the Bears lost their sixth straight game, which dropped them 5-7 on the season after being defeated by the Detroit Lions on Sunday, 34-30. The Bears looked like they had the game under control after taking a 30-20 lead early in the fourth quarter. However, the Bears could not hold on for the victory after the Lions scored back-to-back touchdowns in a span of 41 seconds. The weather in this game looks pretty cold. No wind, no rain, just an overcast day in Chicago. You know, the, the Bears' defense, I could see shutting down Deshaun Watson and the Texans a little bit. Meanwhile, can you really trust, trust Mitch Trubisky? to really score and keep the bear or give the bears a big lead honestly the bears defense has actually fallen off a little bit they gave up 34 points to the detroit lions last week not like the lions are a great offense i trust deshaun watson's skill to get the job done here they are minus two favorites here on the road i like the texans in this one next game on the board the Eight and four Tennessee Titans hit the road to play in, at Jacksonville against the one and eleven Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans come in as a seven and a half point favorite here on the road. The Titans are coming off a 41-35 loss to the Cleveland Browns in their last game in Week 13. The Titans trailed in the game 38 to seven at halftime before making a large comeback in the second half. An onside kick away from maybe having a chance to tie the game. Meanwhile, the Jaguars were defeated by the Vikings in overtime last week. You know, the Jaguars continue to play hard, fight hard. You know, I don't know if they found a great talent in Mike Glennon, but I'll tell you, he's scrappy. He does the best he can for this team, and they're fighting right now. You know, they're not winning games, but they're definitely covering the spread. Meanwhile, the Titans, you know, they continue to be up and down this season. It's almost like they, you know, when they play tough teams, they come to play. And when they play easier teams, they don't. You know, they lost to the Bengals earlier in the year, which is a head-scratcher. And you wonder if there could be a letdown here. Personally, I do not see the Titans losing this game. The Jaguars are 30th in rushing yards allowed on the season. Meanwhile, the Titans are fourth in rushing yards for the season, especially with the workhorse of Derrick Henry. I like the Titans to get the job done. However, I just... You know, the Jaguars are 5-6 and six against the spread. They've been playing tough lately. Um, I like them to cover the 7.5-point seven, seven spread, but I like the Titans to win the game. The 4-8 and eight Denver Broncos are 3.5-point underdog at Carolina on Sunday at Bank of America Stadium, 1 o'clock on CBS. The 
Denver Broncos lost their second straight game and dropped to 4-8 on the season after being defeated by the Chiefs 22-16 on Sunday night. Denver was very competitive against the Chiefs behind a strong defensive effort. They even had a chance for a game-winning drive with just over a minute left before the Broncos turned the ball over. Meanwhile, the Panthers are coming off the bye week. Very late bye for them uh, with a record of 4-8. The last game they were defeated by the Vikings 28-27. Carolina took a 27-21 lead late on a 21-yard field goal by Joey Slyle with just a minute 51 in regulation. However, Minnesota was able to drive down the field and pull out the victory on a 10-yard touchdown pass with just 46 seconds remaining. You know, this year, the bye week has seemed to be something that hurt teams. Normally, it helps teams, but being unable to practice for a full week kind of takes teams out of their consistency, consistency of playing week to week. I do think that might hurt the Panthers a little bit here. However, the Broncos' inconsistency at quarterback, you know, makes me question here. You know, these teams are very similar. The Panthers not having McCaffrey in the backfield limits them. The Broncos not having a solid quarterback limits them. So I can see this game being fairly close. However, I'm going to take the home team, laying the three and a half points. I think Carolina is just a little better than them. I see this being a low-scoring game. However, I am going to take the Panthers minus three and a half. The 6-6 six six Minnesota Vikings head south to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 7-5, and five, in a Week 14 showdown at Raymond James Stadium at 1 o'clock on Fox. The Vikings go out to a slow, got off to a slow start to the season, but they have been winning games as of late, and now they have climbed into the playoff race at 6-6, six and six, although this game is a must-win. Coming into this game, the Vikings have won five of their last six games, including the last two games against the Panthers and Jaguars. On the other side of the matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are coming off a bye week heading into this game, the Bucs have, have focused, found success this year, by, but coming into this game, they have lost three of their last four games, but it's been against tough competition. I would not consider the Minnesota Vikings equal to the tough competition that the Buccaneers have played. I like them here at home playing this Vikings team who's been very inconsistent this season. The Buccaneers are seven-point favorites at home. You know, I think the Vikings defense has proven week in, week out that their defense is not very good. I think Tom Brady and this Buccaneers air attack can put some points on the board. I also think the Vikings can put some points on the board. I see a high-scoring game here down in Tampa Bay. Weather-wise, it's looking like it's going to be 77 degrees and pretty sunny. So no weather concerns there. I am going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus seven at home against the Minnesota Vikings. The six and six Arizona Cardinals will travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York football Giants on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock on Fox. Giants five and seven tied for first in the NFC East with the Washington Redskins. The Cardinals are laying two and a half points here on the road. The Arizona Cardinals lost their third consecutive game and dropped a 6-6 six six on the season after being beat by the Los Angeles Rams 38-28 this past Sunday. Arizona simply had no answers, no answers for Jared Goff and the Rams offense and couldn't fight back after a 38-yard touchdown run by Daryl Henderson Jr. gave the Rams a 31-21 lead in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, the New York football Giants won their fourth straight game, impressively, especially out of the NFC East, and improved to 5-7 and seven on the season after upsetting the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. New York was incredibly, incredible defensively against the high-powered Seattle offense and could not fight back after a six-yard touchdown by Alfred Morris gave the Giants a 14-5 lead in the third quarter. The Giants even outgained 
Seattle, 37, I mean 327 to 290 yards. And they won the turnover battle 2-1. to one. Giants defense has been playing very well all season. The Giants have been playing very hard of late. They are the team playing better. And the real question will be, will they be able to stop the rushing attack of the Arizona Cardinals who come in third in the league? The Giants come in fourth in the league and rush defense. So the question here comes down to, can the Giants lock down Kyler Murray? Daniel Jones should be back under center for the New York football Giants. This is going to be a tight game critical game for the Giants to win if they want to win the NFC East. I just simply think the Giants are playing better right now, so I am going to take the Giants at the home underdog, two and a half points. The 11-1 Kansas City Chiefs are seven-point favorites on the road at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami to take on the Dolphins. One o'clock on CBS. The Kansas City Chiefs won their seventh straight game and improved to 11-1 on the season after defeating the Denver Broncos 22-16 on Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs had a tough time flattening the end zone against the Broncos defense. However, the Chiefs got a big defensive game, or defensive game from Tyron Matthew, who sealed the game late with his second interception of the game. Meanwhile, the Miami Dolphins won their second straight game and improved to 8-4 on the season after defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 19-7 on Sunday. Miami allowed Cincinnati to jump out to a 7-0 lead early in the game. However, the, the, their defense dominated Cincinnati the rest of the way, and Miami is able to take the lead for good on a 5-yard touchdown reception from Mike Geslick. Miami outgained Cincinnati 406-196 to in yards, and they won the turnover battle 2-1. Leading the way for the Dolphins was Tua Tungalo-Tailoa, who is expected to start again tomorrow for the Dolphins. Here we have a game where the Chiefs are the number one offense in yards and points, and the Dolphins are the number one defense in the NFL in terms of points allowed. Now you can make the argument that is partially due to the teams they have played on their schedule. They are ranked 20th in yards allowed per game. So I do think that's a little misleading. Miami has won seven of their last eight games and have one of the best defenses in the NFL. However, I haven't been overwhelmingly impressed from what I've seen on from the offensive side of the ball. I think it's going to catch up to them here against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been awful against the spread of late. However, the Chiefs generally bring their top game when going against top-tier competition. I think they will be able to have success against the Dolphins secondary. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven on the road. The 3-9 Dallas Cowboys are a three-point favorite on the road at Cincinnati, 2-9-1 on Sunday at 1 o'clock on Fox. The Cowboys have struggled this season, and a big reason for that has been because of the injury to Dak Prescott earlier this season. The Cowboys have only won three games on the year, and they have lost two straight games. Ironically, their starting quarterback in this game is Andy Dalton, who is the longtime quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Meanwhile, the Bengals... Have, who have turned and to also turned to their backup quarterback after Joe Burrow was lost for the season. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk about it, but it's unclear who will start this game. Brandon Allen started the last game throwing for 153 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But Ryan Finley also got playing time as well. So with the quarterbacks up in the air, it makes this game very interesting. You know, two teams that are not playing very well. Weather doesn't look too bad. Lower 40s, not a lot of wind. I don't see this game being very high scoring. Uh, but if I had to take one here, I'm going to lean with the Dallas Cowboys. I trust their offense more. Their defense isn't great, but I think they'll be able to shut down a basically quarterbackless Bengals team. And as a Redskins fan, I hate to say it, but I am going to lay the three points with the Dallas Cowboys in this one. The 0-12 New York Jets. 
head to Seattle to take on the 8-4 Seattle Seahawks, where the Seahawks are 15, 15 point favorites at home against the Jets. The New York Jets are coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Las Vegas Raiders in Week 13. Although losing may not be a bad thing for Jets fans, the way the Jets lost to the Raiders in Week 13 was a stinger for sure, giving up a deep touchdown pass to Derek Carr in the final seconds of the game. The Seahawks are coming off a tough loss at home to the New York Giants by a final score of 17 to 12. The Giants may not have Daniel Giants did not have Daniel Jones on the field. The Seahawks failed to win a game for going against Colt McCoy and only scored 12 points. Very head-scratching performance here from the Seattle Seahawks at home. I expect them to bounce back. Look, I think the winner of this game is not up for debate. To be honest with you and be frank, I believe the Jets are tanking, hopefully for two off for their sake. I don't see them winning a game this year. However, they have been playing better of late. Their offense numbers are better. I truly believe uh, Sam Darnold can put up numbers on this Seattle defense. You know Russell Wilson will do whatever he wants in this game. I see this being a high-scoring game. However, I just simply think that the 15-point spread is way too high. I am going to take, believe it or not, the New York Jets on the road 15-point dogs. A big AFC showdown in Las Vegas. The 8-4 Indianapolis Colts are three-point favorites at the 7-5 Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. The Colts are coming off a 26-20 win over the Houston Texans. The Colts earned a big victory on the road over the pesky Texans to move to 8-4. Meanwhile, the the Raiders are coming off a scary win over the winless New York Jets by by the final score of 31-28. The Raiders almost had to wear the the dunce hat as Las Vegas was very close to losing to the Bosmal Jets. It took a 46-yard Hail Mary-esque touchdown from Derek Carr to get the win. You know, this is a big game in terms of playoff seeding in the AFC. Last year, the Raiders went into Indianapolis and beat the Colts by seven. However, that was before Phillip Rivers arrived. The Colts are three-point favorites. I like the Colts to beat the Raiders by a field goal here on the road. The Colts' defense has been special this season. I think the Colts can put put enough pressure on Derek Carr to make his life a tough one in this one. I will lay the points with the Colts on the road. The 9-3 Green Bay Packers are 8.5-point favorites on the road at the 5-7 Detroit Lions on Sunday at 4 o'clock on Fox. The Packers are coming off a 30-16 win over the Philadelphia Eagles last week. The Packers took advantage of a weak Eagles secondary and a conflicted quarterback situation in Philly en route to their ninth win of the season. Meanwhile, the Lions are coming off a 34-30 win over the Chicago Bears in their last game. The Lions trailed in that game all the way until the 137 mark of the fourth quarter when Adrian Peterson scored a five-yard touchdown run to give the Lions a lead for the first time. The Packers are an 8.5-point favorite. The total is 55. I like both teams to do some damage on the scoreboard in this one as neither defense impresses me very much. Both quarterbacks are highly skilled. I think this is an easy game that goes over at Ford Field. However, in terms of the side... I just simply think 8.5 is too many points for the Packers to be laying on the road. I think the Lions are playing a little more inspired football after the coaching change. I am going to lay. I am going to take the points with the home team, the Detroit Lions, plus 8.5. 
The 5-7 Washington Redskins take on the 5-7 San Francisco 49ers on Sunday at 425 on Fox. This game is being played in Arizona due to the restrictions in the San Francisco area. The Redskins are coming off a huge upset 23-17 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday last week. The Redskins have been given the honors as the first team to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers this season, putting the Redskins in a tie for first with the New York Giants in the NFC East at 5-7. This is a critical game for the Redskins to win. A win here and a Giants loss to the Cardinals would put the Redskins in solo first, and also the, the Giants have the tiebreaker with them, so the Redskins must win the division by one game over the Giants in order to get to the postseason. The 49ers are coming off a 10-point loss to the Bills on Monday night. The 49ers were no match for Josh Allen and the Red Hot Bills offense. The San Francisco fell to 5-7 and seven on the season. The 49ers actually played two games now in this Cardinal Stadium, and both have not been very good. Both have been very high-scoring, actually. What concerns me in this game, with even though it's two good defensive teams here, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers is Kyle Shanahan, who used to work for the Washington Redskins. In fact, his dad used to be the head coach. They both got un- unfriendly, to say the least, exits out of the organization. And to this day, Kyle Shanahan hates the Washington Redskins organization. Last year, the 49ers marched into Washington and won a slippery, sloppy rain game, 9-0. But he gave the game ball to his dad after the game as a celebration and tried to stick it to the Redskins organization. He hates the Redskins. I would assume the 49ers come out in this game with a little bit of fire. As a Redskins fan, I hate to say it, but they tend to let me down in big situations. I am going to lay the three points with the San Francisco 49ers. The 4-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons hit the West Coast, take on the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 3-9 and nine, in a Sunday 425 showdown on Fox. The Falcons have had some struggles this season, and coming into this game, they have lost two of their last three games. In the last game against the New Orleans Saints, the defense actually wasn't terrible, giving up only 21 points, but the offense could only manage 16 points, and that led to the loss. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Los Angeles Chargers, who have struggled this year, and they're coming off their worst loss of the season. In the last game, the offense really struggled, getting shut out by the Patriots 45-0. Justin Herbert really looked a lot like a rookie in the last game, throwing for 209 yards, zero touchdowns, and two picks. Interesting game here. Falcons going on the West Coast to take on the Chargers. This game is a pick and I think it should be two fairly even teams here. Offensively, both very talented. Defenses are nothing special. The Chargers actually have the edge in defense. Their defense comes in seventh in the league in yards per game. They also are fifth in passing yards allowed. With that being said, I think coming off an embarrassment factor from the week before, I'm actually going to take the Chargers to win this game and a pick them at home. A surprising 50-degree Sunday, December game in Philadelphia between the 10-2 New Orleans Saints and the 3-8-1 Philadelphia Eagles at 425 on Sunday on Fox. The more shocking thing would be if I told you at the beginning of the season that the starting quarterbacks in this game would be Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts. Thank goodness it's about time we saw Carson Wentz hit the bench after what has been a horrible, horrible season for him. 
The Saints won their ninth straight game and improved to 10-2 of the season after defeating the Falcons 21-16 on Sunday. New Orleans led by a 14-9 margin in halftime and put the game away after an Alvin Kamara 11-yard touchdown run with 9-01 left in the third quarter, which gave the Saints a 21-9 lead. The Saints outgained Atlanta 424-332. Meanwhile... The Philadelphia Eagles lost their fourth straight game and dropped a 3-8-1 on the season after being defeated by the Green Bay Packers at home on Sunday. Philadelphia struggled offensively early against the Packers, and although the Eagles fought back after switching to Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Green Bay was able to put the game away on a 77-yard touchdown run by Aaron Jones with 2.36 left. Philadelphia was outgained by Green Bay 437-278 to in the game. Jalen Hurts came in, completed 5 of 12 passes for 109 yards, a touchdown, and a pick after coming in for Carson Wentz. So we have a tale of two teams here. Believe it or not, I am looking to lay or take the points with the Eagles. They're getting 8 points here from the Saints at home. I wouldn't even be shocked, believe it or not, if the Eagles win outright. I can't see Jalen Hurts having a poor first start at home there's something about philadelphia that when things seem to not make sense they it works out well for them they've almost been a cover machine especially the back door in the last few games meanwhile the saints have the chiefs on deck next week this could be an easy look ahead spot meanwhile the eagles defense is not too bad i think they could slow down Taysom hill a little bit in what will be probably a, a low scoring football game i'm going to take the eagles plus eight at home. Possibly the game of the week. The 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers travel north to Buffalo to take on the 8-3 Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football. The Bills are two-point home favorites here in this primetime matchup. The Steelers lost their first game of the season in their last game. But it's been a clear it's been clear for a couple games now this team does have some issues that need to be cleaned up before playoff time. And if they and if they want to win this game, their defense is going to have to need to be a whole lot better. In the last game against the Redskins, the Steelers defense struggled in the second half, giving up 20 points and the lead in the loss. Meanwhile, the on the other side, the Bills, who are clearly clearly one of the best teams in the NFL, were able to beat the San Francisco 49ers on the road and score 34 points. On the season, the Bills are averaging 27.8 points per game, which is the 8th best in football. This game will be interesting because I truly believe the Steelers' defense will be able to shut them down. In fact, they're going to have to shut them down. The Steelers have been struggling on offense. I do think that they were in a tough situation on Monday with all the schedule changes. I do think they are as good as advertised with their record. However, this is a tough game on the road. I'd also like to point out the Buffalo Bills do not get a lot of primetime games. And when they are on primetime, they tend to come through. They beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving last year as an underdog. They went into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers 17-10 last year as an underdog, also on Sunday Night Football, about this time of year, kind of gearing up for a playoff run. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Points are going to be a premium, only about 29 degrees, the temp, no, no precipitation, it looks like. And this really, truly is a coin flip game. 
The Steelers look to be heading in the wrong direction. The Bills are going to take advantage. Look for a big game from Josh Allen, and he will lead the Bills to a victory. As long as the Bills are underdogs, I always like them. So take the Bills, minus two, at home on Sunday Night Football. For our local listeners, easily the biggest game of the year. Heck, maybe even the biggest game since you've probably been a Browns fan. The 7-5 Baltimore Ravens travel to Cleveland to take on the 9-3 Cleveland Browns in a huge Monday night football matchup. These two teams played earlier in the season. Week 1, the Ravens came away with an easy 38-6 win. However, I think things with these teams are much different than they were then. The Ravens got out to a fast start to the season, but coming into this game, they have lost three of their last four. The one win during the stretch was last week against the Cowboys, but there still seems to be a lot of questions surrounding the team. Lamar Jackson has been inconsistent this year, but he looked really good against the Cowboys, throwing for 107 yards and two touchdowns. He also added another 94 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Meanwhile, the Browns have found some success, especially of late coming into this game, winning four games in a row. In their last game against the Tennessee Titans, it was Baker Mayfield who was the star of the show, putting up 334 yards and four touchdowns. On the season, the Browns are averaging 25.5 points per game, while their defense has given up 26 points per game. What a big matchup this is. And to be frankly, to be frank with you, I think this game could be easily be a coin flip. You know, it's interesting that the Ravens can beat the Browns 38-6 to in Week 1. Now, when you flip home field a little later into the season, the Browns are only three-point underdogs. It's very tempting to take them. Like I said, I can make arguments for either team. I think the Browns are a much better team than they were in Week 1. You know, they had a, it was their first game playing under a new coach. Um... You know, Baker Mayfield running a new offense. You know, and since then, yes, you've lost Odell Beckham, but the running game has been incredible with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think Baker's gotten a little bit of chemistry with his with Landry and some of his receivers. Meanwhile, the Ravens tend to always get off to hot starts and then kind of cool off as the season goes on. There have been some questions there. However, I think when this team plays at full strength, they are truly one of the best teams in the NFL. I think the big thing that comes down to this game is the Ravens' run defense is one of the best in the NFL. In fact, they have the eighth best rushing defense in terms of yards allowed, while the Browns have the number one rushing game in the NFL. I think if the Ravens are able to shut down the Browns' running game, being able to shut down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that forces Baker Mayfield to have to try to win the game himself. We've seen time and time again when Baker Mayfield has to win the game himself. He tends to turn the ball over or when there's pressure in his face. I think the Ravens will score their points. The Browns' defense has not been very good, so I do think Lamar and them will score. It'll be the matter of if the Browns can keep up and can get the running game going. I tend to believe the Ravens will be able to shut down their running game. I think the Browns will have turnovers. And I am going to take the Ravens as a three-point favorite on the road in Cleveland on Monday Night Football. So that completes the NFL card for Sunday and Monday. And we'll complete our NFL preview. Just a quick couple headlines here from the Saturday slate of college football. It is 11 o'clock local time here. LSU has just stunned Florida at home and pretty much ended Florida's chances at being a college playoff contender. Maybe even took away the Heisman from their quarterback. Also in college football today, North Carolina creamed, and I mean creamed, um, the Miami Hurricanes down in Miami by double digits. 
Um, Baylor basketball has just shut down activities due to COVID. Um, congratulations to Sarah Fuller on becoming the first woman to score points in a collegiate football game, making her extra point today. Um, McCann to the Mets from the White Sox on a four-year deal for over $40 million. Big baseball news there. Prayers out to Florida's Johnson, who was hospitalized in their college basketball game earlier this afternoon. So, yeah, um, things happening. NBA had some preseason games tonight. Uh, locally, the Cavs beat the Pacers in a pretty solid game. Their rookie looked pretty solid. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting the NBA started. But those are really our big headlines on this Saturday. Nothing too crazy, and we get ready for our Sunday slate tomorrow. Looking forward to get back with you guys on Monday to go over NFL headlines. Might be able to get one of my good buddies, Browns fan, onto the show and discuss a little bit more about the Browns and Ravens Monday night matchup, which should be a great game. So uh, everybody have a great Sunday. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you then.